A friend of mine told me last week that she and her whole household, her husband and three kids, all got COVID. And I told, you know, I said, I'm so sorry to hear that. That's terrible. And she said, actually, it's been a really nice break from this crazy season. You know, we weren't expected to be anywhere. We couldn't do anything. You should try it. I don't know about that, but I am thankful that we've all made it to be here tonight and that we're able to gather once again to worship God on this holy night, to remember the story and hear it told and sung and enacted. I'm so glad that you're here with us. Um, and why don't you turn to somebody next to you and just say, hey, we made it. We made it. Turn to somebody, we made it. We made it. Good job. We made it. Our second scripture reading tonight comes to us from the Gospel of Luke. This is the story that we hear every time, uh, every, on this night, every, every, this time every year on this night. Luke 2, it's the story of a baby that's born and his coming, his birth, changes the world and it changes our lives. And so listen again to the, to the story of Christmas. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration that was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room in the guest house. Now, in that same region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you that you will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an, with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known to them what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. And Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it was told to them. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, I want to say hi again to those who are worshiping with us tonight on Facebook and on YouTube, um, and those who will listen to this as a sermon podcast later in the week, but hi to all of you who are here tonight. It's so good to be with you on this special evening. As we talk about Christmas uh, tonight, it's Christmas Eve, and we read this story from Luke's Gospel, a story that many of us have heard many times before, I want to give you three ideas, or maybe three images, uh, three things you can take with you from this Christmas Eve service and maybe look for or enact or think about for your life. These are gifts for you tonight. 
The first is the idea that this is a night to look up with wonder. This is a night made to look up with wonder. To be like those shepherds who looked into the night sky as they were watching their sheep and who saw the angels that came to announce the birth of Christ. The shepherds looked up and they listened as the angels came and sang that song that we knew one word of, Gloria, and we didn't know the rest of the words, but the angels did, and they told the shepherds who were looking up, here is what is happening. I wonder if you've ever been outside at night, you know, up in Tahoe, or maybe out in the woods somewhere, or even around this area on a crisp, clear evening, and you look up into the night sky and you have a sense of wonder at the openness at the mysteries of the universe. Looking up with wonder is a great way to receive the gift of Christmas. There's a college in Spokane, Washington uh, called Whitworth University, and instead of having a, a college quad, they have what they call the loop, the loop. And this is a big outdoor space where there's a bunch of pine trees, kind of like this one I'll show you here. And as you walk along inside the loop, you can, uh, there are pathways, you can play some frisbee, you can lay on a hammock, and you'll notice, as you do, if you're there in that loop, that when the wind blows, all these little pine cones come floating down and falling down out of the trees. And one of the traditions of that school, um, sort of a, a superstitious tradition maybe, is that everybody, before they graduate, is supposed to catch a pine cone as it falls. So follow me here just for a minute. If you are in Spokane, Washington, at Whitworth University, out there on the loop, and you, chances are that if you look up, you will see a pine cone falling, and it might just fall right into your hand. This is the way that I think Christmas faith can be for us when we look up with wonder and expectation. Something can fall right into our hands. To look up from our everyday work week or our school, to look up from the regular everyday patterns of life, to come with open hands ready to receive the thing that God wants to give us tonight. What is it that God wants to give us tonight? It's the gift of God's own self, God's own self. Jesus, the baby who was born in Bethlehem, is called Emmanuel. We remember the name Emmanuel. It means God is with us. And this is a story we hear again and again because it's so important to, re to be reminded that God desires to be with us and for us, to be real, to be close, to be with you. I bet many of you have a Christmas tree at home, and maybe there are presents under that Christmas tree, and maybe you're here tonight and you're really excited because very soon you'll be opening the presents under the Christmas tree. How many of you have a Christmas tree at home? We have a Christmas tree? Okay. So this is a, an expression, this gift giving and receiving. It's an expression, a reminder, an echo of the way that God gives us a gift on Christmas. It's the gift of God's own self, of God being with us and for us. So we give gifts to each other as a reflection of what God has done for us. This is the first image I want to give you on this Christmas Eve, the idea to look up with wonder or expectation. Maybe here tonight you can do that in the sanctuary as we sing along with these Christmas carols. Maybe when we light the candles a little bit later, you'll look around and see the glow on each of the faces in this place. Maybe it means looking to the manger and wondering what the birth of the Christ child will mean for you this year. My prayer is that the gifts of Christmas, the one that God has for you, will fall into your hands. But I know that for others of us, 
Christmas faith and this sort of thing doesn't just fall into our hands. It doesn't just come easily, maybe. Maybe some of us are like the shepherds where we hear a message, we hear something that sounds interesting or maybe even important, but then we want to do something about it. We want to respond in some way. We want to try it out. The shepherds in the story, they ran with haste to Bethlehem to go and see this thing that had been told to them, the birth, the special birth of this little baby they've been hearing about. You know, I was in my, uh, walking in my neighborhood recently, and a friend of mine who's actually here tonight was up a little stepladder on the side of his house hanging trees, like lights in his outdoor tree. And um, after he was done hanging lights, he left the ladder hanging, like just sort of leaning there on the fence. I'll show it to you here. So it's just, you know, just a regular neighborhood scene. He leaves the ladder. He goes inside. And then later, in the same day, I went, I went by, and I saw some other people who did not live in that house, who did not own that tree, who were up the, that ladder picking fruit off the tree and putting it in a big bag and taking it home with them. And I saw them, and, I, and they saw me looking. And I, and I kind of waved, and they just gave me a big wave, said, hi. And they were up that ladder picking lemons off of that tree. And I told my neighbor about it later. He kind of shrugged, and he said, oh, good for them. Yeah, good for them. I wonder if Christmas could be like that for us, a stepladder, a stepladder where we're invited to take one step, one small step of faith to receive the fruit, the goodness of what God has for us. You know, Mary in the story, she was told of these amazing things that were about to happen for her. Um, And so she took a step of faith. Mary in the Bible, and she accepted and received the thing that God was going to do. She decided to be part of this story that we still tell and we still remember tonight. The shepherds heard the angels, and they decided to go and hurry to Bethlehem to meet this baby Jesus. The wise men, the magi, were stargazers, and they saw this as a sign in their lives. They received a sign in their life that said, you should take a step And they did. They went on a journey that led them all the way to meet Jesus for themselves. So I wonder for you tonight whether this Christmas Eve might be a time or place like that where you're being invited to take a step in your own life. Maybe you can take a step uh, away from something that is uh, troubling you, away from something that's bad for you, away from something that's chasing you. Maybe you want to take a step toward the good, the grace, the forgiveness, the peace, the love that God wants you to experience for yourself and give to others. Would you take a step like that? I have a friend who has been struggling with addiction for some time, and recently he had a setback. And after this big setback, he got back on track, and he started taking new steps in his own life. And he said, I've got to take these steps every day. Every day I've got to take the right steps to stay on this path. And I think he's watching tonight, and I want to tell him I'm so proud of him for taking one step in the right direction. I wonder what step you need to take tonight on this Christmas Eve. Maybe it's in your mind, in your heart, for your life. Recently I had an issue with my, my cell phone where it kept dying. And a lot of people told me that my phone was very old. And I said to my wife, wife, why did you say that to me? Um, And my wife was the one. Okay. And so I had to go to the the iPhone store to get it fixed. So I I took the trek, went downtown, uh, downtown Los Gatos to the iPhone store. 
And I went in and they replaced my battery, but when they, when they replaced the battery, they accidentally broke the screen, so then I had to go back a second time, and they were, they were getting me set up on a brand new phone. They said, we'll replace it for free. Here's the phone, but I couldn't figure it out. And so I sat down at this table. They put me at this table at the iPhone store downtown Los Gatos, and I looked around the table, and all the people sitting at that table looked like my mom. <laughs> and they were also looking very confused. And there was a, uh, there's a saying, you know, in poker, if you sit down at a poker table and you can't spot the sucker, chances are it's you. And that was me. This is the situation I was in. So I was sitting there with um, the moms of the world, and we couldn't figure out our phones. And so, and my mom's here tonight, and I love her. She's, she may be, Mwah. And so I, what I had to do in that situation where I didn't know what, how things worked is I had to kind of raise my hand and ask for help. You know, I had to kind of say to this, this really hip-looking guy in a red shirt with a little earpiece, said, hey, excuse me, sir, um, I need some help. I don't know how to do this. And he helped me. And sometimes we have to do that. Sometimes Christmas can help us do that, to humble ourselves a little bit, to say out loud that we don't understand everything that's going on in our lives, in our world, um, what God is up to. We don't understand it all. So with humility, we kind of come to this night. We celebrate and proclaim the amazing thing that, that God is doing and sending Jesus Christ into the world, and we, we name it and claim it all the way. Uh, he's the Savior of the world. He's the one who brings hope to the hopeless and light to the darkness and joy in our sorrow. And there's this miracle at the center of Christmas, uh, this truth that we believe in, but we don't totally understand. Isn't that right? And even though Christmas is this most accessible of holidays, everyone knows something about what Christmas is like. Even people who never go to church in their life, they say, I know something about Christmas. There's still a mystery at the center, a mystery where we can't understand all of it, every part of it. And so we don't have all the answers, but that's okay. You know, my daughter is at, at an age where um, she asks a lot of questions, and um, I drive her back and forth each week to her middle school youth group here at the church. And while we drive, she'll ask me questions, things like, um, how does it work that Jesus is God's son, but also somebody different? Uh, how does he come to save? Does he come to save everybody or just some people? What is heaven like? Which is more important, having faith or doing good works? What do you think? Where is God when terrible things happen in the world? Pastor Dad, big questions. And these are some of the questions or mysteries, things about life and, and faith that we don't always have the best answer for. We don't have every answer. We can't always explain it. So like a person sitting in an Apple store who don't know, know how, doesn't know how to set up their phone, sometimes we need to humble ourselves and say, I don't know the answer. But we trust in a God who is big enough for all of our questions. We believe in a God who's big enough for all of our questions. So tonight, I know that you are just on the edge of having a great time the rest of this evening and into tomorrow, and these are my three reminders to take with you as you go. First, to look up with expectation as you worship and praise and celebrate. Let the good news of Christmas drop right into your hands like a gift. Second, let Christmas be your step stool to get to the lemon tree an invitation to take the next step in your life towards the peace, love, joy, or hope that you seek. And then third, to be humble and open in your faith, to trust that God has done amazing things and we believe that in Christ that he comes, but even in our faith to leave room 
for the mysteries of life, things that we may learn and discover more about along the way. So God bless you tonight. God bless your family. May the tidings of comfort and joy come to you this day. Amen.